0: Hey, this is Real Talk. He's Joe. I'm Brad. We're so glad that you're hanging out with us. What are we going to talk about today?
1: Oh, we're talking about difficult, crazy things in the Bible, weird things, and we're going to tackle the topic of circumcision. Now, this is Real Talk. We are going to have a real conversation about what the Bible says about circumcision, which includes parts of our bodies. So if you can't handle that, you probably should go to another channel, but... Let's do Real Talk because this conversation about circumcision is really important. It's got deep theological meaning that really matters to us, and nobody seems to talk about circumcision. So, Brad, where does circumcision come from in the Bible?
0: Yeah, it is super important. It's all over the Bible. Just to clarify something you just said, this video is not about our bodies. It's just about bodies in general. Yes, we're not going to talk about (laughs) exactly. Here we go. Genesis 17. This is the first place that it shows up. Abraham, he's Abram at the time. He's going to get his name changed to Abraham, and he's going to make an agreement with God. Mm-hmm. God is going to uh, offer a covenant, which is, is a contract, but it's more than that. It's also a promise, right? Mm-hmm. So it's legal, but it's also relational. It's this binding, binding. thing that they're going to have. Yep. And so God is going to lay out what this contract looks like, and he leads with all the stuff that he's going to do. So here's what God says. Let me just ramble through a bunch of this. He says to Abraham, He says that, Abraham, you will be the father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. Kings will come from you. This will be an everlasting covenant. It will last forever between me and you and me and your descendants Mm -hmm. for all time. He says, I will be your God. I will be the God of your descendants. This whole land of Canaan where you're living, it's going to be yours. You're going to own Mm -hmm. it for all time forever, for Mm -hmm. eternity. This will be yours. I will be here with with your people. I will be their God. He goes on and he says, uh, your wife, Sarah, I'm going to bless her. I'm going to give her a son and kings will come from her. He even says your son, Ishmael, illegitimate child. I'm even going to bless him. He's Mm going to be the father to to 12 rulers, to 12 nations. And he too is going to be fruitful. And my covenant will extend to all of your family. I mean huge awesome. blessings. Yes, God, you're giving me all that? Yes, Abraham, I want to give you all that. What do I what do I have what to do? What do I do? where do I sign? Yes, yes. Show me what I have to do. Well, Abraham, every male among you shall be circumcised. So, I'm going to give you all these things. I'm going to be your God. I'm going to give you land. I'm going to make kings out of your people. You just have to cut off part of your how do you like that, Abraham? Wow. So this isn't and, like,
1: like we're going to, as the kids are born, we're yeah, going to so, do right? this night medical so team? So
0: Abraham's like, you mean the babies, right? When the babies, and they won't remember it, we'll take That's them not... to the operating room. No, no. Grown men of all ages. And how old is Abraham well, at this not moment? The, like 100. At 100 years than... old,
1: he's going in for a circ. <laughs> yeah. And,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like at some point at this moment, you go, I'm not sure I want this contract god. Right. Like, you're promising me, God, all this stuff, and what I have to do is that?
0: I don't want that. Me. He's all, I'm not doing that. Now, the middle of the desert with tool, crude tools. Cool. <laughs> like, right? No, like, really clean, sterile operating No, room. and the other thing is it's not just Abraham and God having this conversation. God's like, come here, Abraham. You're going to go down and do this to everybody else. So he has to not only bring the news, but then actually... Yeah, but what are they, how do they respond when Abraham's like... So I have an idea. Here's what we're gonna do. There's this God, God told me. God told me. God told me. Told me. <laughs> God told this me. is what He's gonna do. Line up.
1: And that's. But does it? Isn't He?
0: He does it. He does it. And the Jewish people, of course, line up and do, they do, do it. Yeah. Which is just like. It's are crazy. You crazy. So, but here's my question, because it is all over the Bible. Like, what's up with this? What is God? I mean, at first glance, if you know nothing else about God, you hear this, and you're like. So you're demanding physical mutilation. Yeah. Like, is he just, like, what's the deal? Mean, bloodthirsty, like, what's up with God? And,
1: you know, at the highest level, you have God making this incredible promise that goes way beyond this physical thing he's asking them to do. The blessing that God is giving to Abraham in this moment is eternal, and it's vast, and it's abundant. And I think what he's saying to Abraham, and we see this in the beginning of the Bible through the end, it's like, Abraham, this is a serious contract. Mm-hmm. This is an incredibly serious covenant I'm making with you. And I want you as my people to be different, mm-hmm. right? I want you to be set apart. I want you to be all in. I'm all in with you. Are you gonna be all in with me? And he's asking in a lot of ways for them to give them, give him a sign and just mark his people with a sign that we're different.
0: Yeah, and grown men in the middle of the desert with rock knives, there's not a lot more all-in than that, is there? Like, that's pretty committed.
1: It it is wild that they said yes, because if he came to me and said that? Like, what are you talking about? Pretty wild. But he wants a people from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible. Because we're going to fast forward to the New Testament, and it's like, from the beginning to end, God wants a people that says, I'm all-in. God, you're all in with us. Mm-hmm. He's looking for a people that are willing to say, I'm all in with you, God. I'm all in. And I'm different. I'm set yeah. apart. I'm unique. And I'm going to show you. I'm all in.
0: So talk about the New Testament, because fast forward to the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And in the Old Testament, it's like not being circumcised. It's actually like it's like a curse word, right? Yep. Like you call people, you, know, you uncircumcised, you know, heathen or whatever. Yep. Like it's, it's a mockery of yep. them. But fast forward to the New Testament, and now... Paul is saying that there's no such thing as circumcised and uncircumcised. Mm -hmm. It's not part of the deal anymore. So, why is that? What happens and how how do we view circumcision in the New Testament? Because it's there, by the way. It's oh, it's mentioned,
1: about. right? And how many times? We, we, Hundreds you know, in
0: the Bible. The Bible uses
1: this phrase. So in the Old Testament, it's meaning, and in the New Testament, it's meaning there's a change that happens. Yep. So when Christ comes into our world, he changes everything and the old law goes away. And now it's represented by this new covenant, right, that the Bible talks about. A new covenant where God wants to do that kind of circumcision or change to our hearts, So he's gonna transform our hearts and we're going to show our love and commitment to him in a different way, thankfully, than that. But there's Old Testament, New Testament fights or disagreements in the yeah. early New Testament about yeah. whether people should be circumcised yeah. and they don't need to be anymore. And yep. Paul's in the book of Galatians talks about, hey, you don't need to do this anymore to yourself physically because the new covenant is much more about what's going on in the heart.
0: Right. And yet there's that other weird passage where he tells Timothy, like, hey, like, go grab the butter knife. We're circumcising, like, we're yep. doing this, right? So there's, there seems to be even some um, conflict just in the cultural norms that they're representing there, too. Yeah. I mean, circumcision is not unique to Christians or Hebrews or whatever. When God tells Abraham this, circumcision is already happening in the mm-hmm. ancient Near East. This is not like a new thing mm-hmm. for Jews. So there's some cultural stuff going on in here also. Always, right? There's always, always. context
1: going yeah. on. And yeah, I think, okay, so New Testament wise, and as believers now, you know, we would certainly be like, I'm not being circumcised to tell you God, I'm all in. Like, I'm not going to do that. No. Yet, always, w- there's a connection to what's going on spiritually to us to what's happening on the outside. right? So it's so easy as humans to compartmentalize everything and to go, my spiritual life, this is what I do, and my physical life, this is what I do, and my mental life and my relationship life. And God is inviting us to be individuals who are all in that are physical and our spiritual and our mental and our emotional and our relational. And so though we don't in the New Testament or in this new era, we don't need to be circumcised to prove to God we're all in. He is inviting us to be all in, which yeah. means what happens in my heart isn't something that just stays in the spiritual realm. Right. How does my outward life, my body, my physical, my mental, my spiritual, put on display, I'm all in with you,
0: God. Well, and even Paul talks about comparing New Testament baptism to circumcision in the Mm -hmm. Old Testament. Like, there's a a, a mark, there's an indicator that you're part of God's community, you're part of the family now, and it's lived out outwardly. Mm
1: -hmm. Not compartmentalized to only the spiritual realm. And certainly that's true of circumcision. It's like, yeah, you can't, like, everybody would know in the Old Testament that those guys were committed to God. Because what they did as adults to go through that circumcision with crude tools... like we're all in right you know what does that look like for us today as followers of jesus to be all in
0: i mean the beauty of all this is that we have freedom in christ so paul Mm -hmm. talks about there is no slave or free no jew or greek no circumcised or uncircumcised Mm -hmm. and so our faith and our salvation is in christ Mm -hmm. and i think that the call of the new testament is for us still to look different just like Mm -hmm. god's people in the old testament hey i want you to be different The call is for us to look different also, and that's just the change in our heart as it flows out of us, Mm -hmm. that that we represent Christ well.
1: Yeah. And thankfully, we don't have to follow a lot of the Old Testament laws anymore, (laughs) because talk about whack.
0: So we're talking about weird stuff in the Bible, and it's all over. We'd love to hear more of your comments about maybe stuff that you're thinking about, that you've come across, that maybe we'll have some time to respond to in a future episode. Like menstruation? Thank you so much for joining us on Real Talk. Yes, like that.